0: Hello, and welcome to the Best Life Coach podcast. I'm here today with co founders Stephanie Nelb and Melissa Bayon, and I'm Sarah May. And this time we're talking about the life coaching industry and how um, it's regulated and whatnot. So stay tuned. Are you ready to live your best life? Are you ready? Then you're in the right place.
1: Welcome to the Best Life Coach Podcast, where we discuss how you can live your best life. Brought to you by the co-founders of the Best Life Coach Collective. As they say, it takes a village. Now welcome to yours.
0: How are you guys? Good. Getting better these days. I uh, yeah. I cut my hand really bad a few weeks ago in the kitchen being stupid. Um, mm-hmm. And it's starting to really heal up and I'm starting to get full use of my hand again. So things are getting better for me. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like you totally don't realize how much you can use your hand until
2: you don't have it, right?
0: Hell yeah. All of a sudden I'm like super grateful that I have two hands. <laughs> like, like every day I'm like writing down my thing, three things I'm grateful for. I'm like two hands.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: So how
2: are you dealing with only having one?
0: Uh, my husband doing most of the things (laughs) or like covering it with a glove and trying to use it anyway. For the first little bit, it was really painful. So I couldn't really do that, but it's been, it hasn't been super painful lately. I've just had to cover it. Yeah. How about you, Steph?
1: Um, I'm good. Happy to have two hands that I can use. (laughs) So there's always that. Um, I've been doing a lot of gardening lately and just getting outside now that it's starting to get a little bit warmer. So I've really enjoyed that and it's just kind of my soothing activity. So it's a lot of fun. What about you, Melissa? What have you been up to?
3: You know, recently my partner got a metal
2: detector and he's super excited about it. Uh, So we've been going to the beach a lot, and while he metal detects, I get to sit and read a book. And so I really, really, really enjoyed that. I just finished Educated, which was a really great read. I highly recommend Mm. What's that one about? Um, It is about, it's a memoir. It's about a girl who um, kind of grew up off the grid, and her experience in going to school and like becoming a doctor like a wow. PhD it's very very it's very 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 interesting um she came from like a very religious background that lived off the grid to like
3: uh-huh.
2: learning about history her first day in college um so it's very very interesting a different perspective on you know life
1: yeah, yeah that sounds really cool it's always good to get those unique perspectives and just different perspectives from what you have that's yeah. awesome
3: I don't remember the last time I read a memoir. Put that on my list? Yeah, it was it was really good. I tried to
2: like bounce back and forth between like self-development and like health and something about somebody's life and how they came to be who they are.
1: I was fine. There are so many books to read and there's never enough time. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I am a very similar one can't see on camera
0: <laughs> there's a whole shelf down here just of books that are I haven't read yet and then I have a whole closet of books too in my bedroom
1: oh my gosh
2: I just got the best idea for our next podcast we like do book reviews we each bring
0: like
1: five books love it love that idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> how do books to recommend
3: yeah What do you have there? In the smoothie. Athletic greens.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that Athletic before. Athletic greens. Oh, okay. I've heard the name. I just have not seen that that container. Yeah, I really like it.
2: Um, it, it's like one of Tim Barris like talks about it a lot. Um, really like and. I mean, it's pretty simple, like, just like a scoop of powder plus water. It's like a bunch nice. of vitamins and minerals. Um, I like to have it first thing in the morning. Nice. And it's kind of eliminated the need for all of the different vitamins I used to take.
0: Like,
3: mm. I, I still yeah. take,
2: like, a D and C and
3: magnesium, but everything else is kind of, like, including in here. So does it taste good? <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> it doesn't taste
2: bad. Like it has like kind of a flavor. Uh, is there flavor in it, it? Tastes like no, mm. no.
0: It's not like chocolate.
1: Um, oh yeah, that'd be gross. Anyways,
0: so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how unregulated the life coaching industry is, and how that's being talked about a lot these days on the cbc they have a marketplace which kind of does exposés on different industries and so they did uh investigation into the life coaching industry and kind of went un- undercover and hired some different life coaches and one of the investigators kind of went on the uh, education site udemy and they paid like what like 20 bucks for a life coaching course and didn't do any of the work and just like did the test 3 times and then became certified and were able to then call themselves a certified life coach um and they went undercover to hire some life coaches and they were finding a very shady line between like coaching and therapy so that would be an interesting topic for us to discuss any thoughts on that
1: yeah let's dive right into it i'm very curious to hear a little bit more about this bridge between therapy and coaching and where these coaches were going a little too far over the line.
0: Uh, yeah. In one of the, the segments, the person was kind of tiptoeing around, um, like being in recovery, um, or like wanting to like deal with like alcoholism. And so the, the coach was kind of clear that they weren't qualified to do that, but then they also said that they could help um, with some of the the mindset and stuff around that. So I thought I thought that was was interesting because there is a fine line there. Um, have you had any instances where you've been coaching on
1: that line? I haven't had any instances in my own coaching business where this has come up. I always make it really clear in my discovery calls with the client that I am in no way a therapist and that the problems that life coaches solve are a bit different. And when a life, uh, sorry, when a therapist might start to get involved. Um, but I have a really good example of the right way to do this. It's actually with my personal trainer that I'm working with right now. And I am super injury prone. So there's definitely a point where me working out turns into me worrying about getting hurt or having small pains that could lead into something bigger. And I have brought some of those concerns to my personal trainer where she has drawn that hard line in the sand and said, I can advise you from a personal training standpoint. I can move away from workouts that are hurting you and move more towards things that do feel a little bit more comfortable, but she's very clear at not diagnosing that and knows exactly when to pass me off to my physical therapist instead, um, which I thought was just such a great example of the right way to do it. Because to your point, Sarah, there are so many people out there, especially in life coaching that are doing it wrong.
3: What about you, Melissa? Have you encountered this problem at all? coached a few people who do have therapists um, and I I think that's
2: really beneficial like sometimes it'll come up with they talk to their therapist about Um, I think that part of what coaching is is not necessarily like giving advice or diagnosis or anything like that so if you are truly just coaching and asking these really good, powerful questions, then you won't have to worry so much about crossing this line because you aren't offering any any personal advice or anything that you necessarily think.
0: Yeah. I think it's a really important distinction in, in coaching. And I think coaching like life coaching as well is so broad that I, you almost have to like, like define what even is life coaching because like, is a career coach, a life coach? Like is a, like, I focus on productivity. Am I a life coach? Like, what is that? Like what, it, what makes a life coach a life coach or is it a broader term?
1: Yeah, it, it's really what is coaching in general. We think of coaching in the sense of how we've been trained as life coaches of asking questions, not giving people advice, just helping them to uncover the answers for themselves. But to your point, there are other types of coaches out there who, you know, a, an athletic coach of some sort, they are telling you what to do. And the word is being used in a very different way. And so I think that's part of the struggle that we see in this industry where someone's coming in and saying, okay, I want to be a life coach. And they think it's all about giving advice. And, you know, some even go into that without any certification whatsoever, which is a little scary. And that's where you have stuff like this coming up where someone is in air quotes, coaching another individual when really they're just telling them what they think that person should do. And that's where I think we see, um, you know, like in this news segment, some coaches getting into hot water. Um, I was actually reading an article, I think shortly after you shared that uh, news segment with us, Sarah, I was reading an article about life coaching school. um, And, but I saw some, what was, to me very surprising criticism online but as i dug into it it made a lot of sense around um what that whether that school is setting coaches up for success and there were a lot of uh you know women who listened to the podcast and then from there they decided you know what maybe i could be a life coach too and so they went into this coaching program which is not ICF certified and um they they got an education, but then they didn't know what to do with it afterwards. They weren't really taught in any way, you know, what's next. Um, and they felt really misled. And as some coaches brought this to school, the answer that they received back was, it's all your mindset. It's It's about your mindset and the way you're thinking about this. And if you're thinking about it in the wrong way, you're not going to be successful. And I do think there is some truth to that. You definitely have to have the mindset there um, in order to succeed. But that was being shoved down these coaches' throats in a way instead of, um, you know, hearing out how the program could be improved. And so I thought that was kind of interesting to see, like, not only is it on the coach to client side, but even a coaching organization that is not ICF accredited may not always be the best fit either.
0: What is the ICF accreditation? Can we explain that a bit?
1: Yeah, it's a great point. Do you want me to take that or does someone else want to take? Okay. So the ICF is the International Coaching Federation, and it is a nonprofit governing body who serves to standardize the coaching industry and provide some um, ethics and rigor to it so that it's not just the wild, wild west as we tend to see sometimes. So being associated with the ICF, uh, getting your credentials with them can be really beneficial because when clients are looking for a life coach, having those ICF credentials goes a long way to indicating that this person has the right training, can help you, and they're not going to go above their abilities in order to do so.
0: Yeah, or at the very least that the certification that they hold come is uh, ICF. Yeah, uh, approved because there are so many certifications out there that aren't like the ones you can get for fifteen bucks, right? On these course
1: websites, and that's what's wild, right? Because we took a nine-month-long, very intensive course in order to become certified life coaches. Again, ICF accredited, but there are these one hour classes that you can take out there and then someone can just go and call themselves a life coach. Yeah. I
2: think one of the the biggest parts about it is like hours practicing and practicing with someone who's done it before and critiquing you. uh, That being a way that you're actually learning how you can help someone. Um, Because without practice hours, like I know I would have like probably zero idea of what I'm actually supposed to be doing like what the end results supposed to look like um like how the conversation goes like I I can't imagine taking like a a few hour course and then feeling ready like that I could actually um help someone Um, because it does take practice like being centered enough to not be thinking about yourself like really thinking about the person that you're coaching, holding space for them. is huge. Um that takes practice. I think it, it it takes practice to to be to learn the right things to
0: ask. Um helps 100%. Yeah. Uh I found the the practice so helpful and sending in recordings of your coaching to get feedback from like the instructors so that you you it's like that way you know that what you're doing is actually like meets the ICS standards yeah
2: yeah the standards and like I mean if you're with an instructor who's been doing this for years and has hundreds of hours of coaching under their belt like it's great to learn from somebody who's been there and done it and it can help you help someone um, better than just looking at something online. Like sometimes that's not enough. You need the practice hours.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I think for anyone out there who is interested in hiring a coach, it might even be worth going to the ICF website And looking up what it takes to have an ICF accredited program, because it is very intensive and it's the complete opposite of those one hour programs on, you know, platforms like Udemy. Um, So really knowing who you're putting your trust into, I think, is really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And that's uh, to that point. That's why we have our directory. Of coaches because the coaches that we have on our directory all have uh accreditations um if they're a life coach that
3: is uh, icf approved credit accreditations so
0: does a coach a life coach need to have the, these uh certifications
3: or what if they have like tons of experience in what they're coaching does that not stand on its own Yes, I would ask how, how they started. Like, um,
2: I think that there are tools that you learn in a certification class, um, and ways about kind of a, a flow of a conversation, even um, that can be helpful in trying to coach someone. Uh, if you just kind of start one day and you say, I'm a coach, and been doing it for 10 years i'm sure you've probably figured out through some misses um the right flow so i kind of asked like how did you start out like did you just decide one day and then over 10 years you figured out what works and what doesn't um like i think you could still be a good coach Uh, but there are by going through a certification and a class that's structured with instructors who've been there and done that. And they've come together and created a a credentialing body and rules to follow. I just kind of feel like that's what I would choose rather than like, like take an analogy of like a doctor. Like I'm sure there's someone in a forest somewhere who's been practicing with things in the forest for years and years, but uh, I would prefer the one who's,
1: Book learned, you know, it's just what I would choose. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I was going to say something very similar in the sense that, you know, you can have all the practice in the world, but if you have the practice in the wrong thing, like for example, going back to the beginning where we talked about giving advice instead of listening to the client, helping them to discover solutions for themselves, you know, if you're just giving advice for 10 years, then sure, you know how to do something really well. But is it life coaching? Not according to the ICF.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction. Is that life coaching is it's asking questions, it's not giving advice. I think that that's where people get in get confused with it. And also, I see so many um, coaches, uh, like business coaches, trying to help people get um, from not having a coaching like they want to have a coach practice but they don't have certification and see so many times the advice that like you don't need it like you're wasting your time you don't need it you can be successful without it and i that worries me because sure maybe you don't need it and you can build success without it but you maybe aren't going to be um serving your clients well because you don't know how to run a call in a um in a way that's Um, like trauma-informed and like knows that you're just, you're asking questions and you're not straddling that line into, into therapy by overstepping. Does that make sense? Yeah. One thing that's really
2: coming up for me is like, um, like, okay. So someone who isn't actually a coach, someone who is a health advisor would say, eat these things um, three times a day. And you'll feel good. Okay. I think we can all say that that's direction and advice. A coach would help you come up with those three things. What would work for you? Um, in, in asking questions, it's not telling you what to do. It's guiding you kind of in a way to find your own answers. Um, me telling you what to do isn't going to make you do it. You're going to do it when it's your idea. So here's the difference for me. Uh, I can tell you what to do all day, but if you don't, if it's not your idea and you haven't decided that that's what's for you,
1: you're not going to do it. And then it's not effective. Yeah. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. The reason we do things the way we do. Why the ICF does things or has outlined things um, in the way that they have is to help make the client the most successful. And if we are telling people what to do all the time, they're not going to do it. Nobody wants to do things that other people tell them to do. You know, we see that all the time. So yeah, I think that's the crux of it right there.
0: Can you think of any other, like, misconceptions that there are about the industry out there? Something that's kind of interesting um,
2: is that you often find uh, coaches coaching coaches because they see the value in coaching. Um, So, I don't know why I bring that up. Uh, but I guess like maybe a misconception is that why would I need a coach and doing everything like just fine on my own or um, like, does it really work?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's easy to feel like, um, well, if, well I could, I, why wouldn't I just go see a therapist then? Like if you've never been coached, it's hard to know how powerful it is, but people that have been coached before, know how powerful it is. So they're willing to like spend their money and, and have that experience because they've seen the value. And I think that's why you end up with so many coaches, coaching coaches.
1: And that too is why you'll see many coaches offer a free call up front and why we require it of all of our coaches as well. So that you can start to show that value to a potential client before they're putting any money down because it is a big decision. And no one's going to put their money in a place where they're not sure if that's going to help them or not. And so I think it's really important for coaches to show that value before a client is putting money down. And then the, the client hopefully has some confidence and is more um, excited in their decision to go with that coach.
0: Yeah, I think it goes both ways. The importance of the discovery call as well, uh, or just like a Q&A call, because I've seen a lot of coaches that get more established and they stop offering those calls. Um, They're like, "Oh, I don't need to. I know that what I offer is of value, so I don't need to get on those calls." But at the same time, like, how do you know that, like, what you have to offer is good for this specific person? And how do you know that this person is going to be a good fit for working with you? Like, you want to enjoy the work as well, right? So I think that it goes both ways as to why it's important to have those calls. To the point of like therapy
2: and coaching, um I've I've started to notice a lot more therapists taking on a coaching role as well. Um that's kind of like the difference, like therapy is looking at the past, but then coaching is very forward looking. So I mean I think that they're both really great together. Um Sometimes, if there are a lot of past things that you're dealing with, then it's good to start with therapy um, so that you can move forward.
1: I'll add to that. I think that is so true in the sense that um, you can solve a problem two different ways. And what I mean by that is a client might come to you as a coach and you might be able to help them solve their problem um, by figuring out what those next best action steps are to go forward. But there might also be an underlying problem that we can start to get to as coaches, but as soon as it crosses into uh, the space of therapy in the sense of, you know, maybe this is a repeated pattern that's come up in the past before and where this stems from in their past, a therapist can then solve it from that lens as well. So, I do think it could be kind of interesting to combine the two or take the same problem to both your coach and your therapist and uh, see how it differs that way. Is there anything else that we want to make sure people get out of our
3: chat today? I mean, just know what you're signing up for, like,
2: just because somebody calls himself a coach, like, ask them, like, like, what makes you say that? Like, have you gone through training? How many other people have you coached? Like, looking at testimonials is a really good place to start. Um, have they helped other people, like, achieve their goals? Um, are the types of goals that they've helped them achieve what you're looking to achieve? Um, just, like, do your homework. Um, don't just take everything at face value. Um, there are some really great, Certified coaches out there who can 100% help you. Um, and then there are some that just think it's a good industry to make a lot of money. Um, and there's a difference between people who genuinely want
3: to help and who are out to make a quick buck. Yeah, very well said. All right. Should I take us out for today?
1: Okay. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, that listened to today's episode. Please make sure that you give us a follow. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Best Life Coach Collective. And we would love it if you would go ahead and give us a review on this podcast as well. Um, it would go a long way to helping others see this podcast and help spread the word. Thanks. <laughs>
3: That's right.